0: Dale, not Dale Podcast. What's up, Vaughn? Hey. Oh, you didn't say I didn't. Bada, bada, and I'm not bada, bada, and I'm
1: not gonna do that anymore. No? Honestly. No, because that is that's annoying. It was. Yes. I mean I'm just gonna continue to sit here and not be annoying.
0: We're back.
1: <laughs> Got him. Got him. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's been up, man? Yeah, just nothing, man. I'm uh working a lot. I've been working a lot. We've been doing some big things. I'm going to be out of town next week at a trade show in Fort Worth. Nice. I love Fort Worth. Really?
0: Can't good can't stand Dallas. Wow. They're, they're pretty close though, right?
1: They are, but it's just like two separate animals. Like Fort Worth to me is a little bit more laid back and like calm. Dallas it, is quick. Dallas is like... I don't even know how to describe it. So the traffic's bad, but I can't complain because we live in Houston. It's like home of the $30,000 millionaire. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, you've got 22-year-old kids graduating high school or graduating college, and they, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, it's just really
0: weird. I have been there. I have been there a long time. They try time. to flaunt it. What uh, They got good food in Fort Worth.
1: Fort Worth does have good food. There's actually a, a bar, uh, a rooftop bar. I cannot remember the name of it. Somebody's going to say it after I explain it, but there's a rooftop bar that has uh, elk, mm. sausage. Phenomenal. Good. Oh, it's great. Phenomenal.
0: Speaking of sausage, <laughs> or speaking of meat, I should say.
1: Ooh.
0: Let's give a shout out to our podcast sponsor, Good Ranchers. Goodranchers.com com. Use our code DNDPOD at checkout to get $20 off. And if you act fast, it's in the month of April, you get free bacon for a year, a pound and a half of bacon in each box for a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Over $200 value.
1: Yeah. It's $240 value. Really?
0: So make sure you do that and get your free bacon. Uh, but use our code Pod.
1: At goodranchers.com Good we check out. Com,
0: yeah. Uh well let's switch gears here. Okay. <laughs> uh we got a fun one today. We got uh the greatest showman, Jackson Olson from uh Savannah Bananas on so
1: A lot of people were probably thinking Elvis.
0: Yeah, no, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman? He was the greatest showman. Oh, but sure. he wears the human the the greatest showman jacket, uh, Jackson does. That's why I called him that. But uh the TikTok extraordinaire, Savannah baseball, banana ball star, Jackson Olson. Uh, been talking to. I actually talked to him prior to, connected with him on social media prior to us going to see the Bananas play. Mm-hmm. Got to meet him there. Both the kids took pitch with him, autographed balls for him. One of the coolest experiences I've ever had as a family. I tell people that. So if you're, you get a chance to see the Bananas play anywhere, I'm telling you, it's one of the coolest things for a family to do. Uh but we finally got him on man yeah this is pretty exciting
1: get on that wait list folks
0: he just hit a million plus uh subscribers on tiktok followers so we're about to be there he is growing and uh dude these guys just put out good content and um and they're good for kids too like they're they're role models i mean they're yeah they don't put anything out that's offensive or vulgar i mean it's actually really good they
1: don't put anything out that is normal in today's society yeah 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 exactly
0: it's actually wholesome it's wholesome i mean the the latest one he did i think this morning was a uh one of the like a taylor swift song they're dancing to on the baseball field so they're just showing that you can have fun play baseball so it's definitely entertaining for having kids that play baseball and it 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 gets pretty dang serious Mm -hmm. even at 10 and 12 uh hopefully they can watch these guys and See that there is more out there for him in, in the baseball world.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my son film a TikTok in the middle of a game now. I just wanna see what happens. <laughs> see what his coach I says. Just, I just wanna
0: see. I just wanna see what happens. And if he gets mad, say Jackson Olson said to do it.
1: Yeah. No, that's and that's what I'm gonna do. And if Jackson Olsen says it, we're doing it. Yeah.
0: I say roll with it.
1: And I'm gonna tell that coach, Jackson Olson's a better coach than you are. Oh. Yeah.
0: Maybe we can get Jackson to make a video saying, "Coach, I gave him permission."
1: Dude,
0: Kaiser can do whatever he wants. At, he's his own man. That's it. I don't care. He's twelve. Yes, yes. <laughs> he makes the lineup today too. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I, and if you notice,
1: he's batting number one through number nine, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's by design.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so well, cool, man. I'm 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 glad to get him on. I think he'll be cool to talk to. Uh these guys are dude, social media wise, they're huge. Yeah, they like are like they're they are turning into like rock stars. So and Jackson's one of the one of the bigger ones uh to get. I mean there's he's the guy. So I'm glad that we uh we have him on. Hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you uh if you don't know what Savannah bananas are who Jackson Olson is, make sure you go follow him. Yeah. Uh because you're missing out. These guys are they're bananas. They are, I mean, you may but, say,
1: complete bananas. Complete bananas. <laughs> I, I think one of the requirements to play on the team is like you have to be skilled. Yep. Um, it's best to be good looking. That helps. It's best to be outgoing, and it's best to have a lot of fun.
0: And you gotta be able to dance. And you gotta be able to dance. Or at so at least so put so, yourself out there.
1: I'm getting somewhere with this. I think you and I got a shot. All right.
0: Well, we'll ask Jackson. Dude, we will. And if they say this- no. We'll start our own league. Get us in front of Jesse, and he's going to sign us. I guarantee it.
1: Can, do you think you can still play baseball? Huh? Like, do you do you think? The, you, yes. Could
0: I run still like that? No. Well, just be the catcher. No, dude. I can't bend down that long. Be uh, i I'll be a first base coach. I just want to be a coach and dance. <laughs> I
1: like to dance. I'll be the first baseman. You don't have to run a lot as a first baseman. And I'm left-handed. Yeah, I played first base my whole life. There you go. I think we got a shot. Maybe at like a, maybe one game we can probably fill in.
0: I mean, I think I read that he got his start by just posting videos about Savannah Banana. So I think if we post this and Jesse Cole watches it, he's like, okay, y'all are team owners. Come in, yeah. We we just want equity. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, deservedly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll work. We'll have a little sweat equity there. We'll earn it. Yeah dude
1: well good yeah man i'm excited about it i can't wait to get him on Yep, i think he's waiting for us right now yeah
0: he fact. is in the lobby let's uh let's connect him we'll play our music and then we'll roll
1: let's do it uncle dale and Bond with stories to unfold to so sit back relax and behold we discuss the life and all its ups and downs tune in from your side of time talking pop cultures movies and tv shows giving the thoughts and much more, this shit is style closing gadgets galore, keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more, cause we gon' laughing, hey, maybe even crying, but one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling, cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side, so come along, join, and let's ride. They bring the heat,
2: heat,
1: and the guests are supreme, they ain't just
0: what is up, dude? How you doing, Jackson? Hey, how's it going, guys? Howdy, howdy. We got the uh, Mister Showman himself, Jackson Olsen from the Savannah Bananas. What's been up, dude? Everything's good.
2: Everything's good. Yeah, just uh, had a game yesterday. Um, quarter. I think we're officially now a quarter of the way into the tour season. So it's felt like it's felt like we've played an entire season already. But um, it's been awesome.
0: Last night was the second ever tie, right? I think I saw on Twitter.
2: Yeah, brutal. Like kissing your sister. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> like it felt like we won because like it <laughs> ended with us hitting a walk-off, but like that's how the game ended, but we still tied. It's a it's a weird feeling.
0: Oh man. I guess that's the the good and bad about Banana Ball, because like I said, there is a, a, you can still do all that and still be a tie sometimes. Uh that's crazy.
2: Yeah, insane. Jesse Cole, the owner, walked by us at the very, very end and it was right before we tied. He's like, this is banana ball, guys. Like, this is it. <laughs> it's, like, it's so true. It's like, that's it.
0: Uh, that's
1: so, the, so there's no extra innings.
0: No,
2: there's well, there showdown. is. There's a showdown. Oh, OK.
0: Go ahead. We'll explain that to him real quick. He doesn't. Yeah, so a the
2: showdown. So if it's tied at the end of nine or at the end of two hours, we go into a showdown. And the first showdown is a pitcher, catcher, hitter, and one fielder. So the hitter tries to score. He try, he hits the ball. If he hits the ball to the fence, he's gonna score easily because the fielder has to start in the infield, on the infield grass. Um, so basically, the goal of it is to hit a hard line drive on the ground so it gets to the fence. You score. Um, if they don't score, bananas get a chance. And if we score, we win. Um, a home run at any time during a showdown is an automatic win. So, the party animals can go first. If they hit a home run, game over. Uh, oh, well. Second showdown, if we don't score or if we tie. Um, second showdown is pitcher, catcher, hitter, and that's it. So, or wait. Yeah. Pretty sure that's it. Yeah. Pitcher, catcher, and um, hitter. So, like, again, ground ball. And in the last one, it's bases loaded. So, that's that's crazy. Then the fielder comes back for that one. So, it's
1: chaos. And now a quick word from our sponsor.
0: We're a few months into the year already. And if you haven't changed the way you buy your meat yet, you really need to. Let me tell you three reasons I personally subscribe to Good Ranchers. First off, they're giving free bacon for a year. That's a $240 value. That's a pound and a half of bacon in every box. Go get yours at GoodRanchers.com while I'll tell you about it.
1: This bacon tastes so good, it's because their pork is made the right way. The pigs are never in crates, which happens way too often on factory farms, Good Ranchers never uses antibiotics or adds any hormones, and their pork is from heritage breeds that have that have historically produced the best pork in the world.
0: Reason number two to subscribe to Good Ranchers is that you lock in your price when you subscribe. My grocery bill would go up every week if it weren't for Good Ranchers. I consistently get the same quantity and quality meat every single time, so subscribe and enjoy the security of their price lock guarantee today.
1: Finally, you should subscribe because everything they sell is so good. They're all-natural burgers, USDA prime steaks, and better-than-organic chicken have changed my standard for great meat, and it will change yours, too. Head to GoodRanchers.com and use my code, DNDPOD, for $20 off your box. Get free bacon, great meat, a secure price, and a bonus $20 off at GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use our code, DNDPOD, when you subscribe. (laughs) See, I knew all that. I just wanted you to explain to everybody. Just so you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you when someone explained it to me the first time i was like what you're gonna have to explain that 10 more times
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me write this out on a chart so i can kind of figure it out yeah that's that's awesome yeah uh man no, dude i I appreciate you coming on man i know we we kind of we connected a while back i actually saw you on coach ball games podcast yeah and uh, i've been connected with him he's actually doing a camp this fall in Houston by us uh, so I've been talking to him we get me and Vaughn we have kids in select ball so we're gonna get there to come go see him and check out his camp
2: awesome to play the play ball camp or they uh, yeah 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 that's awesome
0: so uh, but yeah man we we're, we're glad to get you on dude uh, you got you you've been blowing up obviously I've seen that you just hit a million on TikTok. tock so uh, congrats on there
2: thank you yeah it's crazy they, the growth has been crazy for I think everyone right now, like I'm almost at 1.2 million followers and I was just at 1 million like three weeks ago. So it's been like the biggest growth I've ever seen and the biggest growth that all the players on the bananas have seen and the bananas. Like it's, we're all just growing together, which is really cool to see.
1: Yeah. I know for me, so I didn't know much about the bananas until about a year ago. And since then, I I mean, it's, it literally is hilarious and i think people are finally catching on to it um there are some people out there in the world who don't like normal baseball and i think this brings a complete dynamic to them uh with the entertainment factor that i mean they're getting y'all they're getting a niche market that you know they want to go and have fun. They don't necessarily want to go and watch a real baseball game. You know it's real baseball, but it's it's you know it's got the entertainment value that everybody really likes. So the growth to me is is uh, looking from the outside. I mean, it, it's inevitable. I don't I don't see how it wouldn't grow because of you know the humor and the you know the skill of it. It's it's just an awesome thing to have. Definitely,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, the craziest thing for me when we went, I told people, I was like, man, I, I've been a fan of the bananas for a while. And then uh, watching that Banana Land the documentary, which was awesome, kind of leading up to that, uh, which you joined past that, correct? Yep. Okay. Cause I know you weren't, I didn't see you on that. Uh, but like for me, I have like, I'm really ADHD, dude. So like those games are perfect for the person that's just like needs constant simulation. Yeah. Because everywhere in the field, something's going on.
2: Oh yeah, everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's something going on in the stands, on the field, outside <laughs> the stadium. Like I, it's it's nuts.
0: How how was that getting used for you? I mean, you come from growing up traditional baseball, college. You know, you played you played college a couple of different places. What was that like getting into that? It's uh, such a different world, you know.
2: Yeah, I think it was easier for me just because of the fact that like it lined up so perfectly from what I was doing already. Um, so I was a baseball tradition. Like if I came to the bananas right after playing college baseball without posting on TikTok, I would be like really shell shocked and really scared and nervous. But like it was, I was going into what I was supposed to be going into. So it was much easier for the mental change of like, okay, this is my life now. This is what I'm doing now. Like I'm a Savannah banana and I absolutely love it. So I can see how it would be harder for some guys. I mean, we have, for example, like guys like Jake Skull, who was a former first rounder, so obviously the transition from being a first round pick and playing professional baseball to playing with the bananas is like a bigger change than me, who was already making MLB social media content on TikTok, like just kind of being goofy and not really like being that serious all the time. It was a much easier uh, transition for me.
0: Yeah, I figured that, I mean, that would that would have to help. And then, uh, I mean, heck, that that had to help your chances of becoming a banana, right? I mean, that that's really what helped land you that, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't, I didn't try out for the team. I just basically posted a couple of TikToks saying how cool I thought they were. And, um, Jesse Cole reached out to me and then Savannah, the director of social media reached out to me and it started out as me just coming there to make content. I wasn't saying like, Oh, I want to play for this team. It ended up being like that. And I made TikToks about that later, but it started out of me just saying how cool I thought the team was. And then I was going to come out and make content for the summer series and I got on the phone with Jesse and I was like, Jesse, um, I gotta be honest. Like if you ever need a third baseman, let me know. I know you have a shortstop and you have a second baseman. Uh, but I played third in the Cape and I think that might've like hit a trigger in his head where he's like, wait, he's not just a social media dude. Like he actually played competitive baseball, played in the Cape, um, did all of that. So I didn't want to say that on the phone call. I wanted to let him, if he wanted to go search me out and my stuff up, I didn't want to be like, yeah, I did this, 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 and this. Like no one wants to hear that. No one cares. But, um, I think he went and probably looked and he was like, maybe this guy can play third for us. And then it ended up working out.
0: Well, I've seen some of your, your old videos. I mean, dude, you're, you're a salty third baseman. So there's, I mean, there's no doubt, uh, you're probably the perfect thing for him as far as you got the entertainment factor from the TikTok, and then you know, you're a hell of a baseball player too. So that's, that's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah. You need, you need the baseball side. That's what, um, I, I think it was tip. Yeah. Tim Kirchen was in the booth, um, with Biko, our announcer. And he was like, this doesn't work if the baseball's not good. Like yeah. it doesn't work.
0: You can't like people talk about, uh, I guess they compare it like to globe trotters and the generals, you know, they're going to play every, every night and then the globe trotters always win. Baseball, you can't like like I told you I said you can't fake good baseball. You can't fake a good baseball player, dude. It just doesn't happen. You can't you can't uh, accidentally hit a fastball, and then you guys can't field a ball at the hot corner somebody yoked at you either. You know, just on a on a whim.
2: Yeah, the best way I can explain it, and I've explained this before, um, in basketball for the Globetrotters, when the basketball comes out of a guy's hand. Like right when it comes out of it, like he can aim that and that can be the perfect alley-oop and they can stage a lot more. Baseball, when that ball comes out of the pitcher's hand, like you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to throw a strike right down the middle so he hits (laughs) a home run. Like you can't do that. It's impossible. So that's why baseball is such a perfect – like it's just – it's so perfect for the entertainment factor. I'm not sure it can happen in any other sport. I don't. It actually definitely cannot happen in any other sport. Baseball is just like the perfect avenue to – have that silliness, have that craziness going on, but also having a legit game where there are professional athletes, like competing as hard as they can.
0: Well, I think the, uh, the party almost got y'all right now on the record, right? On yeah. The they're
2: uh, Two games ahead, I think two, yeah, <laughs> so, two.
0: Oh, man. which is awesome. So, like that's all,
2: like not yeah. awesome for us, but like for the game of banana ball, like that's literally yeah, all you can ask for.
0: It should be unpredictable. That's baseball for you anyway. So yeah. So,
1: Coming from the college ranks, um, you know, the story is always it's all about having fun, right? But the competitive edge of most athletes is, you know, they want they go and they want to win, and that's what they care about. And winning is fun. So, in in your eyes, how does does the competitive does the competitiveness come in while you're actually in a game, or is it, you know, let's Let's kind of put on a show, and let's try to win. How do how do how do you balance between the two?
2: Yeah, I think now that we're further into tour, it's getting a lot more competitive. Um, I don't want to say it's getting like too competitive, but there are some times where guys will like go into that baseball mode. Um, I haven't yet. Actually, there was one time where I went into baseball mode, and it was like it wasn't terrible, but it was like I felt like I was in college trying to win a championship, and then I you realize okay. This is for the fans. Like yeah. literally the company is called Fans First Entertainment that Jesse runs, that the bananas run out of. Um, it's all about fans first. So like when you have that in the back of your mind, you're really competitive, really super competitive. But then you realize, all right, after this game, we're going out in the plaza. I mean, you saw it, like go out in the plaza, sign autographs, have fun. And that's, that's what it's all about. But now that we're getting into the season, we face these pitchers a lot. They faced us a lot. It's getting, It's going back and forth competitively.
0: Yeah, the the fan the fan aspect man was awesome, dude. I'm telling you, like like I tell people like I wear this hat or like my son, he got a he's got a bananas jersey, he's got a party animal jersey, like anytime he wears it, somebody asked if y'all went and seen it in like uh yeah. y'all played like I think three nights in a row in, in Texas and still still not a lot of people can see it. So everybody was really they're jealous of when we talk about it. Uh so the the cool thing for you guys is just it's crazy how much the fan thing, it, it it's a true, uh, the culture's there for, for just for the fandom.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's like, I, well, for example, like, I started out as a Bananas fan. And I, st- I, I think I'm the biggest Bananas fan in the world. Like, <laughs> I am, if I wasn't playing for this team, I would try to get tickets for every single game. And I'm literally, like... I'm actually a top fan. On Facebook, they have badges. Yeah, you got it. I'm like, I'm like I'm like 13th <laughs> on the list of like the highest, um, like biggest viewers of the bananas. And I think that's a huge part about all of this is like, we're all fans of this thing. And people always ask like, does it ever get like hostile in the locker room? Because you're all, party animals and bananas are playing against each other, but they're we're together all the time. We're traveling together. There hasn't been one moment where I'm like, uh-oh, these two guys are gonna go at it. Not even close. Like, there's never anything like that. And that's how we're able to give back to the fans so well because we're all on the same page, going for the same goals to make baseball fun. And the fans see that. If the fans see us start to, like, get a little chippy with each other or, like, do anything like that, then the show's ruined. So,
0: yeah, animosity would really hurt that show.
1: What, one thing I was going to say so it, it's incredibly difficult to get tickets um, to go to a bananas game. How is there talks of scaling to make the, I guess, the show much larger than what it is as far as fan capacity and things like that?
2: Yes, there is. Next year is going to be, I can't even, I can't talk about it exactly right now, but like fair enough. next year is going to be, when you guys hear it, you're going to know like, oh, my, okay, that makes sense. There's going to be some, some cool places we play next year where the capacity is very, very large.
1: Yeah. Good. So. I, in comparative to other sports, um, you know, we have – I guess the, the XFL came in, you know, kind of got a little bit of notoriety. Um, then you have – Dale and I are big golfers, so the Live Golf Tour came in. I, I haven't seen anything positive out of that. But if I'm looking at a sport that's came in and really taken a control, it's the – I mean, it's the bananas. I mean, it's – that is like the it sport right now, people to to get on board with, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's literally insane. I can't even like explain how, how this is all happening right now. And it's, we're kind of in, we always talk about it. We're in the eye of the hurricane right now and we're on a rocket ship that hasn't even taken off yet. We're in the first inning. So like everything that we're doing right now is like very preliminary to like what's going to happen to the bananas, but like also banana ball as a sport.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, it just seems like man, uh, from what I've seen and what you see, I guess, and hear you guys talk, and uh, the culture that Jesse and his wife and everybody's built there is just, dude, it, it's unmatched. It's, that's that's what that's the biggest growth I think is, is your culture there. It's got to be the, the the driver for everybody.
2: That is a hundred percent. Yeah, everybody's on the same same page. Jesse and Emily are. Unbelievable, they run it so well, and it's like even the play, even us. Like, after I mean, I've only played 26 games with the bananas, but every single game, it's like, or every show, it's bigger, it's better, it's cooler entertainment stuff. I don't know, it's uh, it's special to be part of.
0: Go ahead, what's your uh, so what's your background? Like, okay, so how old are you, uh, Jackson? 25. 25. Okay, good. So, we both have kids that play uh, select travel ball. I have a 10 year old. He has a 12 year old. And so, uh, what was your life growing up with baseball? How that like your journey to this? What what, how'd that start?
2: Yeah. So I I mean, I started playing baseball right away. My brother, dad, both played. My whole family whole family was athletes. Um, And then I played football and basketball in high school and got injured, broke my collarbone. Uh, dislocated kneecap, like a bunch of crazy injuries in football. So I stopped playing that and then um, got an offer from University of Hartford uh, School in Connecticut and played there for three and a half years. Uh, Got the chance to play in the Cape Cod League for Hyannis Harbor Hawks and got an offer from the Diamondbacks. Probably, I want to say like two weeks in, I was hitting really well. I was only supposed to be there for two days as a temporary contract. Ended up staying because guys were going to Team USA from my team. And um, the Diamondback scout saw me play a couple games. I got a couple hits, made good plays at third. Got an offer. Um ended up turning it down. My called my coach Justin Blood at Hartford and my dad and I'm like, "I'm going. This is it. I'm going. I'm going to sign this contract. This is this is what I've dreamed of." And they were like, "Hold on. Go back, graduate, get in get drafted next year because it was just a contract to sign. Um get drafted, have a good senior year, and then COVID hit and there was it Went from 40 rounds, I think, yeah, 40 rounds uh, in the draft to five rounds. So 1,500 players picked, a, whatever, 150, I don't even know, uh, yeah, 150 players, and went back, went to Stetson, transferred to Stetson after that, didn't get an opportunity, and that's when social media took over my life.
1: Man, that's crazy. So looking back, do you, uh, do you wish you would have signed the contract? not a chance. Screw that. There you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like I know so many guys and I'm not, I'm not like trying to bring down minor league baseball at all, but like this, I know a lot of minor league guys and major league guys who love banana ball more than what they're doing. And they want to be on the bananas. And I mean, we have major league baseball players cut like former guys, Johnny Damon, Johnny Gomes,
0: Jake Peavy, Jake
2: Peavy, all those guys. And there's on April 29th, um, in Tampa, we're having another game against MLBPA with more guys Curtis Granderson, Nick Swisher like,
0: what
2: crazy guys? And it's like they want to be part of this thing. So I do not regret that one bit ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the, the age that we're in for social media. Uh, I mean, one that's a big factor for why Banana Ball is so big. Uh, but, tool two, it's just you guys instantly know how well you're doing. From social media, so that's got to be the a, a super fun part of it.
2: That's actually so funny you said that. I was thinking that this morning. I was like, our real stats are our social media numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's oh, not absolutely. batting average. Not like, well, obviously, it's more. It's about the fans, but like it that is fans. Like the stats on social media, it's those viewers, those people that we're making happy and like make making their days on social media. And it's cool to see all the guys posting now because they realize like fans first isn't just on the field. And I actually told this story to literally everyone in the organization. I got on a table after our game and I told this story. We went and saw, um, before one of our games in Texas, uh, Yeah, I think Texas went to a softball tournament and saw literally like, I want to say 400 girls at this softball tournament. And we were all taking pictures, signing autographs. And I was like, we're making fans first memories on the field. And everybody thinks like, Oh, fans first. All right. It's on, how, how are we making this show great on the field? but we always forget what happens off the field and like how we can make an impact off the field. And it's going to those events, posting on social media. Like there's so much more than it's not about batting average, not about ERA. No one cares about that. Like no one. And you realize now, like that stuff does not matter unless you are literally playing major league baseball or close to that point. Like your batting average and all of those stats are so meaningless. It's so meaningless. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah i could I could see how that would be a uh, would would be a meaningless stat. I mean honestly, if you had a really good batting average and you're boring, then it's, this isn't the, the this isn't the 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 sport for you. I mean that's kind of how it plays out for me. Yeah you, you can, be the you best baseball
2: can. player the thing is too is like you could be the best baseball player in the world, but if you're not entertaining, it's not going to yeah. work. You could be the best exactly. entertainer in the world, but if you're not a good baseball player, it's not going to work. You've got to have both kind of equal, equal parts.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and that, that Banana Ball documentary, if you've seen it yet, uh, I was, Vaughn needs to check it out. If you have, but that's where you, I've really learned a lot, and it showed that. He's like, man, this guy's a great baseball player, but is he going to give us the X factor on the field for yeah. for fans? I mean, like, so there's definitely a balance, and that's probably tougher to find. Like I said, find guys that are really good at baseball that uh, don't take themselves too serious, that can go out there and dance and do stuff. Uh, dude, the crazy thing to me is watching these guys – on the mound doing these TikTok dances and then freaking fire strike mid dance move. It's insane.
2: <laughs> that is insane. I don't know how I do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At like 90 miles an hour. He's got just slinging it. It's, it's just, unreal. A, it's, it's crazy.
1: Did, uh, so I guess outside of banana baseball. So how, how often do you, what's your practice schedule? Like what is, what does that look like?
2: So practices are usually, I mean, it's a lot of, baseball. Like we're because we're still playing the game obviously and we're having to fine-tune our skills, but like baseball practice is practicing trick plays and doing that sort of thing. So practicing banana ball. It's it's a banana ball. Like we're gonna see these in five, ten years. Like there's gonna be literal banana ball practices where you're working on those between the legs plays, uh trying to be Ryan Cox, our shortstop, like doing that fun stuff. Um then we work on entertainment, figure out what we're doing. Entertainment wise for that game or the next game, um, we keep it like very, um, in the moment, everything with the bananas is so in the moment. Obviously a lot of it, everything's planned, like a lot is planned, but entertainment wise, like it's all in the moment, which is perfect because my, that's what I do on TikTok. Like everything I do on social media is in the moment. I think of a cool idea. Oh, let's post it. Zach Frangelo, who's my roommate, who's a director of entertainment. He thinks of a cool idea. Oh, okay. Let's do that in the game for a run celebration or on the mound or in the field. Um, <clears throat> probably the coolest thing we've done so far, which I love. We, do you know the line dance to shivers? It's like a, it's like a famous uh, dance. We did that dance for the entire inning. So everyone in the field, the batter, <laughs> anytime there wasn't a pitch being thrown or a, like someone hitting and a ball in play, we were doing a shivers dance. We do, we get that with the <laughs> dance screaming line uh screaming line drive ground ball to our shortstop does a crazy trick play makes the out and then goes right back into the dance and it's like
1: <laughs> I love that
2: I literally don't care like I, he's one of my best friends he's my roommate but like no other shortstop no other infielder in the world is yeah doing that or can just go do that like it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen
0: that's like that's like your center fielder doing a backflip catch the ball It's like unreal, unreal like and you can't predict the you can't predict a perfectly placed sack fly or fly ball to him to do that either so it's total random
2: yeah and people are like oh it's not baseball it's like <laughs> yeah it's more impressive than baseball it's, hard. Yeah. It's, it's doing it like trying to do a backflip and catch a ball a yellow ball with tough lights at Grayson Stadium and a yellow ball which is hard to see already yeah he's doing back and landing the backflip and catching it it's the most incredible thing <laughs>
1: these are these are all the things I did in little league that I got in trouble for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, literally.
2: Yeah. We do we have we sometimes will literally after a first strikeout sometimes if we're winning and like the game's going well, we'll literally just take a nap on the field. And I got a ground ball that was hit to me, laying down like this on the field, stretched out, ground ball chopper, got up, made the play and then went right back to sleep and I'm like, yeah. that's literally <laughs> what kids do in little league. <laughs> But like, they don't feel the ball throwing dirt in the air just like
0: <laughs> so how does it how does it feel being the heartthrob man dude every time I see you on social media these chicks are all got the will you marry me Jackson Olsen signs and uh I love it man
2: no it's funny it's it's so fun like the <laughs> uh, the real heartthrob though is Noah Bridges I don't know if you guys know him but he's he does the um we have this like little thing we do on TikTok uh, the uh, Bananas TikTok where he'll sing a song from the crowd nope. And he'll run onto the field and like they've gotten 10 million, 24, 25 million views. And so he's the real heartthrob. Um, But it is cool to see like the real life, my real life followers like at games. It's like the comments that I get on social media and I've gotten for the last three years. I'm getting those comments now at games in real life. So I can't even explain how cool that is
1: yeah that's neat man next the next the bananas game that i get to go to i'm going to put a shirt on that says will you marry me yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you got to answer hey <laughs> so i know my my daughter you know she's 12 you know because she, she was when i when i told her we were talking before uh because we met you there but you know she wanted to meet all of them but the only one she wanted to meet first was you <laughs> so we walked around every, we passed everybody up to go find you man it, it's just crazy there's just mobs of people yeah, it's around them. Each person, and uh, you can definitely see the fan favorites that are the ones that are probably the ones that are more active on social media and engaging. That's probably what drives them. Each each person, you know, and so uh, yeah, Jackson had a whole group around him. We got a picture of you, my daughter. My daughter was uh, she was all pumped up. By that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's after
2: the after parties in the plaza are. Like I think, yeah, Texas, Scottsdale, Peoria, they were nuts. Like Grayson Stadium is amazing, but a lot of people have seen the show, and a lot of people have gotten our autographs already that are coming to the game, yeah. so they're not gonna re have their ball re signed. But at these new places, they've they're all seeing it for the first time. Yeah, and it's like a mosh pit. <laughs>
0: That's wild.
1: So outside of bananas baseball, do you what do you do you have? do you work or how, how does that, how does that work? Or is is baseball your own thing? No.
2: So my full-time job, I have two full-time jobs. My one is the bananas and two is the brand deals that I do and the different um, collaborations with companies I'm doing. Um, Like today I'm filming a day in my life for Intel and showing off this computer. And that's like my actual job, job that like pays the bills and all that stuff. Um, the bananas does too, but like what I've done, what I did before on social media, led me to the point where I'm able to work with these companies and actually make a good living, um, just by posting, making a video on this phone and just posting it. Which is nuts that that's, like, a thing
1: now. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost like a stress-free job. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is stress because, like, and you be creative. I hate to say, hate to say it. It's so, it sounds so dumb, but like, there's a lot of thought that goes into strategies yeah. of posting. Not so much the actual video, like filming the video. That's easy. Like that stuff's easy. But it's more about like, is this video me? I've posted 2,000 videos on social media. Like there's if I post one that's a little off, people are going to be like, uh, uh, they're going to think differently. So there is a big, big strategy in all of this.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the most, I'm not jealous of you playing banana ball. I think I'm most jealous of that thing you did where you're, uh, you traveled all the baseball stadiums and all the food. That was fun. I was like, I watched that on your TikTok. I was like, man, that was awesome. He would go to like, how many, how many, how many stages you go? You went all of them? Uh,
2: I did see that. 21. I went to 21 and that's when Jesse Cole called me for the bananas. So I had to stop the tour. Um, But that was cool. I mean, so the way that that happened was I was in the MLB creator class, the first ever creator class uh, for any sport, any major sport. And it was 11 of us making videos and then game time, a ticket app reached out to me and they were like do you want to go to these stadiums and rank, rank them by like in the middle of the, in the middle of each video, give our discount code. And, but like, it didn't seem like they were ads and no one, no one really knew that I was even like, that was my job doing that. They thought I was just going to these stadiums on my own, which is great because that means organic, authentic. And they weren't like, you should use game time because it's a great app. Like, no, that, that makes it worse. And actually I realized like from the business side, By only putting it halfway like in the video really shortly I got like over a thousand people to use that discount code for game time which a lot of people don't really know that that happened
1: that's awesome
0: yeah so what's your favorite uh what's your favorite stadium
2: Uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco
0: okay what was the food there
2: oh my gosh Um, you wouldn't think so but the pizza was unreal um, it was some of the best pizza I've had. I've had the Connecticut Peppi's Pizza Sally's, every pizza in New York, but like their pizza was good. Crab sandwiches, um, really good, like protein bowls with like chicken and rice and all this stuff. It was, it was
0: good. Yeah. I would love to do that.
1: I went to a uh, Petco park last year. The Padres. Yes. The Padres. Yeah. It, <laughs> The food, the food was uh, the food was decent, but the atmosphere was awesome. Oh yeah, it's like a
2: it's like a Brit. It just feels like kind of Yankee Stadium ish from like the new how new it is. Yep. But with the DJ booth in the back of center field and the mall, there's literally a mall in the state. Like it's crazy.
1: My favorite, my favorite uh, field to this day is Coors Field. Haven't been there. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's just a Ruckus. good. It's really, you know, it's pretty. I guess I'm am ge- getting older, so now I can accept that things are beautiful in life. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit, uh, but yeah, so uh, Coors course, field has always been my favorite. Huh?
0: I never been to that one. Uh, yeah. I, have you ever been to Minute Maid yet in Houston?
2: Yep. Yep. Minute Maid's awesome. I was at the World Series in 2021, 20, um, and yeah, that was cool. We got to, uh, Shag BP on the train. Uh, that train like way in the back yep. of the outfield,
0: yep. so that was fun. Yeah, that's a I mean, it's a good time. We we enjoy that. We we I told you we had we've had Alex Bregman on. I mean, you're a third baseman, so you definitely know who Bregman is. Oh, yeah, he was a super cool cat man. He's been a, I mean, that guy's just a stud. So he,
1: he is. Yeah, he is.
0: But who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, Derek Jeter. Oh,
1: that's Alex Bregman's favorite as yeah. well. <laughs> 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 I love Jeter. <laughs> Alex Bregman and uh, Pedroia
0: yeah yeah Pedroya and Jeter were his favorite. Pedroia was just recently with y'all, right?
2: yeah, he threw out the first pitch, um and the first pitch counts, and he threw a ball, so not sure we're oh. in, not sure we're gonna invite him back, but
0: <laughs> so who who's been the coolest person you've met along your journey that you're like, dude, this is surreal like what what would you be what was your coolest moment since you've been doing the m o b stuff and then banana yeah. ball?
2: um meeting Derek Jeter and actually. Oh, wow. collaborating with him. Um, so craziest thing. I was in Savannah uh, for customization day in October and I got a call from my agent and he was like, you got to sit down for this one. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's <laughs> like, we just got the coolest offer ever. And it was from capital one and they wanted me to go to the world series and basically like do a day in my life uh, as a capital one card holder at the world series. And then meet with Derek Jeter And ask him some questions and basically any questions I wanted to ask him. And then they had some like quick fire, rapid fire, like cash or credit. Then he said credit. And we did this like long thing about Capital One. Um, But the fact that like when I started on TikTok, like the reason I got that was because of TikTok and posting on TikTok. When I first started on this app, like the fact that that was a possibility yeah, not even in the back of my head. I was focused on like not focusing on the haters. That was what yeah. I was trying to do. And I had a lot of haters at first, and a lot of people that were like, oh, TikTok boy, TikTok boy. And then it led me to meeting my idol and getting paid to do a collaboration with my all time idol. So that was definitely the coolest, like full circle moment of this entire journey. Like, I know I'm in the right, I know I'm doing the right thing and on the right path. Like, when I think about stuff like that.
1: And if you get a lot of haters, that means you're on the right path. I mean right. <laughs> unfortunately, that's how the world is today.
0: Jeter, uh, you do anything with Jeter's clothing line yet?
1: No. No, I haven't.
0: I've been I've been seen on social media quite a bit, so didn't know if you uh done I, anything with I it. I
1: didn't even know he had it. A... Yeah. Oh. It's pretty cool. I'm out of the loop, I guess.
0: It's <laughs> kinda like a like Tom like Bra Don Brady's uh gear. It's kinda like that kind of style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Besides from that, I guess I go back to the I go back to the baseball. So being young kids and travel ball, uh, obviously you play travel ball. But I, I would think growing up, uh, what would you say to kids and parents out there for uh, for I guess for for us having young kids in travel ball? What, what would you recommend for them?
2: Yeah, I would say it's more like whenever I give advice, it's a lot of times for the parents because kids don't retain information like
1: absolutely as yeah.
2: well. And if you talk to, if you try to talk to kids, if you try to like talk to them, they're not going to understand it. But if you talk to them while like in the back of your head, knowing you're talking to the parents. Um, and it's just putting less pressure on yourself. And so whenever I talk about putting less pressure on yourself, the parents realize like, oh, maybe like, yeah, you're right. And I'll get a bunch of comments from the parents and not so much the kids, even though I'm talking to them. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Like I put a lot of pressure on my kid and he's been, he's been, struggling lately. So I'll, I'll try to be better with that. And that's the whole thing because a lot of parents are like putting their kids in tough situations and like saying, Oh, we want him to play for this team and play up and play on this team. Cause it's the best team for him to play on. When in reality, they, at that age, it's about just developing yourself. It doesn't matter if you're playing in your backyard, playing wiffle ball, like whatever you're doing, as long as you're developing yourself and not worrying about stats, not worrying about having the best batting average in a 12U team, who cares about that? Like I'm going back to the stats thing, but like it really doesn't matter then. It doesn't matter if you hit 50 home runs in 20 games when you're 12, it matters, okay, are you developing your arm and your arm strength and your power and your like all the five tools and that's what really matters and also having fun while doing that without the pressure of like you have to do this or else if you have a bad game, I'm gonna like, I see a lot of TikToks about um, like it's, funny like comedy skits about parents in the car when their son goes 0 for four and let's like they slam the car door and do all this stuff and it's like that was my dad because he wanted the best what's best for <laughs> yeah. me. But that'll never be me. Like uh I won't be able to like now that I'm saying it, I feel like I might be more like my dad and get mad, but I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's
2: definitely gonna be hard yeah, it's gonna be hard not to. Um, it's either. tough, man.
1: Yeah, it is. The biggest thing about kids select travel baseball is man it's not the kids it's the parents i mean the parents are 70 percent of the issues with children one thing that i have found that i've kind of noticed around you know this whole scene is some parents don't admit to themselves that their child is not at the level that they're playing yeah they they see you know their child do one good thing and miss the seven bad things yeah and they push them and push them and play them up and do all these other things. And it's just, it is so debilitating to a child to be moved into a higher position when they're just not ready. It's just yeah. a, its It's unreal. So,
0: yeah, it's nuts, man. Uh, talk about your, talk about the uh, getting your haters. Uh, I've seen your video before about the, uh, you're playing, I guess, BAM, I guess, for near college. Yeah. And he had a homework. Somebody told you, uh, they told him stick to TikTok. And he homered at the same time. Whatever.
2: That was, yeah, that was.
0: Poetic justice, man. Huh? The, probably the
2: craziest thing that's happened Yeah. So when we got to Alabama, we had a practice day. And, you know, like at college baseball games, like you don't have fans coming on practice days on the Thursday before your game. It's just like a closed thing. But there were literally people that I could hear outside the stadium yelling my name, like TikTok boy, TikTok boy, like tripping me like that. And so from Thursday until that moment on Friday night, all I heard was just like constant like yelling and chirping. I was playing third base and I don't know if you've been to the Alabama stadium, but the fans are right on top of you. So I was the closest person (laughs) to the Alabama players and the fans. And it was just when I was like starting out on TikTok, I had probably a hundred thousand followers and I was growing, but I wasn't like, I was still trying to figure out my way on there. But the first time it got completely silent was when I went up to the plate and like the pitch came in and I'm like, wow, like it's silent and everything went silent. And the only thing that was said in the entire crowd was stick to TikTok. And it was from a guy in right field, ended up two seconds later hitting a home run. It landed about 20 feet from the guy and I rounded people are like, oh, you should have like chirped him back or done that. And I'm like, head down. I'm doing what I'm doing. You guys can all do whatever you want. I don't care about anyone else right now. Like. I did what I was supposed to do, and
1: that's it. That's it. That was that. that was a tough flex. You didn't have to chirp. <laughs> no kidding.
0: <laughs> so what What did your coach think about you doing TikTok? I mean, because obviously you are playing at the time when you were, you were going kind of all in on TikTok as well. What, what was that like far as, uh, you know, there's some coaches that would probably be frowned upon that and some others wouldn't let you be yourself. So how was that?
2: Yeah. I mean, my thing, that's actually funny, the last thing you said, be yourself. That's been my whole thing, don't be afraid to be you. And my coach is obviously like, So my coach at Hartford was like kind of just curious about the whole thing. He would never, it was never anything bad. Stetson and Hartford, neither coach ever said anything bad. It was all positive. Um, But they were just kind of confused, I guess, sometimes of like what I was doing. Um, But really, really cool thing happened. My coach um, reposted, my coach from Hartford reposted one of my TikToks on Twitter and said, this guy just gets it. And that was it. And he's a very like straight and narrow like guy like that's exactly what he would say in person, and it just said this guy just gets it and I'm like wow he appreciates what I'm doing now when he might not have understood what it was all about um, like three years ago but now every college athlete's posting on TikTok so it was kind of cool to be a little bit of a trailblazer for yeah kids who are kind of nervous to post
0: yeah so I've seen that your motto is uh, don't be afraid to be you so that's I mean I was going to ask you what kind of advice you have for somebody young or. Anybody trying to put themselves out there on social media, you know, was that that's a that's a good thing to for anybody to be a part of.
2: Yeah, that that whole thing came from um I so I came up with that on my own, that don't be afraid to be you. And it was just a thought in my head at first. And I'm like, I was getting hate already. And It was kind of like I would say three weeks into posting TikToks, and I deleted, I had another TikTok account. A lot of people don't know this, I had another TikTok account. I posted like 20 or 30 videos on there. Ended up deleting it because people were just hating on it. Every comment was negative. Every single comment. Like if wow. there were 10, they were all negative. If there was one, if it was negative. Deleted that account. Um, ended up getting a new one to watch TikToks, which is my Jackson Olsen underscore. I was watching them. Then I decided, you know what? I'm just going to post a video of pictures of me playing and see what happens. Um, ended up working, but it was it was tough. It was tough at first. And I the reason that I came up with that slogan like first of all was just the fact that when I was a kid I was so shy and so nervous and so afraid to put myself out there in any way I would never talk in a group setting um and realizing like any if, if I can do it like anyone can do it trust me because like even when I was 17 18 years old I was the same way I was so shy so nervous um and then finally at 22 I came out of my shell And it's taken me to 25 to truly, truly, like, come into who I am as a person. So 25 years to, like, figure that out. So if you're 17 or 18, you have time.
0: Well, the good thing, I guess, from showing that, I mean, how much your life has changed since you came out and you're like, screw it, I'm going to be myself and just put myself out there. And then, I mean, you're definitely reaping that now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: So where so where do you currently where do you currently reside? Do you live in Savannah or are you do you live outside of it?
2: Yeah, I live in Savannah, right in Savannah. Okay. Um, we have a year lease here, and then who knows what'll happen after.
0: Would you ever Would you ever consider going pro if somebody came to you? Never with an offer. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Take offer off. A- I'm not getting like if if and this wouldn't happen, but if a major league team came and offered me a million dollars right now, I'd say no.
1: I wouldn't do it for a million dollars if I were you either.
2: Not a chance because like, like maybe if you say that to me a year ago when I wasn't a hundred million percent, yes. But now that, that like every, a lot of people see it. and I'm luckily one of those persons that see what Jesse and Emily are doing and like, not just what they're doing right now, what they're doing for 20 years and 50 years down the road. And yeah, it's, it's cool to be a part of, and I wouldn't train it for to do anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I think we need to try out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you need a couple, I'm about to be 40 this year. I, I think I'll be I'll be good for it. I'm a first baseman. <laughs> I don't have to run too much. Well, I'm Jake Peavy's <laughs> age. I seen Jake Peavy. He's out there slinging he's it out against uh throwing. So, <laughs> dude, it's crazy the amount of guys. Like I seen Eric Gagne was there. I do. I loved Gagne back in the day at the Dodgers. Uh, I've always been a big player fan. I never. I loved the Braves growing up. Big Triple Jones fan, but. It's cool seeing these players come out and uh do they, they're embracing it, which is which is cool for them to see that the old purists of MLB before this stuff was around. Uh that's gotta be cool for you guys to see them and they acknowledge it and respect what y'all are doing.
2: It's cool, yeah. They turn I mean no one's really starstruck by anyone that comes in because when they come in, they're a Savannah banana. They're not a Boston Red Sox, they're not a New York Yankee, they're like they're with the of Bananas. When Jonathan Papelbon came, he molded with us so well that he could have been a part of our team for the entire year. Wow! And he's a legend,
1: <laughs> like yeah.
2: guys like that. Where it's crazy, where it's like they just mold so well with us and they turn into a kid.
0: So Jesse's Jesse's a big Red Sox fan, so I'm sure he was he was probably starstruck when Papelbon came in there, though.
2: Probably. I mean, I don't think Jesse was starstruck <laughs> by anyone,
0: but no, he is he is the star. He is the star. Yeah, the star. he is. He's he was a ball of entertainment the whole time he's running around a mic and like it's insane man i mean he is he's he's the definitely the driver uh of the whole shebang and it's just it's crazy you guys just trying to keep up with him i'm sure
2: yeah no he's a he has so much energy and his main thing is like um whenever people ask me about like my goals and like
0: what do you want to do in 10 years what do you
2: want to do in five years and i've been asked it a bunch of times and i'm like i have no goals ever there are no goals for me right now it's like Jesse Cole always says, follow your energy. Where's your energy right now? And that's going to lead you to the goal that you don't even know is a thing right now. So I've been following my energy for three years, and it's led me to play for the bananas, which is now my dream. So that he's really influenced, he's influenced me so much in all the stuff that I'm doing. So it's really cool. That's awesome.
1: That's a pretty that's a good inspirational quote. Uh, I didn't even. Like I really like that. Follow your energy not your dreams. I mean that's, that's yeah, that, that
0: makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I don't have a lot of long-term goals except you know probably just family wise make sure my fame is good but Yeah. I'm a in the moment guy and I just go with it. That's that's what I've done. I've had a good life so far. So uh it hasn't done me wrong. So that's a that's some good motto from from Jesse to give you guys. Yeah like that. Get that tattooed. Yep.
2: Yeah. And the, the, the huge thing with that, that I've thought about too, is like when people think of a dream, they think of the outcome of the dream. Yeah. They don't think about that journey process there. So throughout yeah. that journey, you might not want to do it anymore, but you're too far into it because you've thought, Oh, I need to accomplish this dream, this dream, this goal. When you're following your energy, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, I know I'm playing with the bananas, but like, I don't know what videos I'm going to make or what people I'm going to meet. And like, if i meet people or have a video concept that I like and it's my energy in the moment that's going to fuel everything else. So like, yeah.
0: So if you, you could share the, the, feel from banana ball with any MLB player, uh, let's say besides Jeter cause you know, Jeter yeah. weird guys, who, who would it be?
2: Um, Oh my gosh. Um, probably Josh Chisholm. He's one of the most fun guys or, t- or Tim Anderson, the two really fun guys in baseball that I think would translate really well to banana ball.
0: I'm sure you're watch baseball thinking that, right? You're like, oh, man, that guy would be great for our yeah. league. It's actually funny.
2: Bregman, um, in one of his games, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a trick play. but he, Oh, the, he, the bounce? The bounce pass, yeah, because it was easier for him to do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do that at third base, <laughs> like as a trick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because my brother-in-law asked me that. He sent me the videos, like, why did you do this? And I said, well, I, I listened to him talk about it. And uh, the reasoning behind it makes sense, especially on a turf field. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess it was pretty cool if you guys see that you're like, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody uh, Bregman stole your move. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I,
1: ironically, my son, my son plays third base as well, and he had a tournament last two weeks ago, and caught him, you know, fielded a grounder, made the throw, bounced it to first, and then after the game, I said you know, are you copying the bananas? He goes, no, I just had a really horrible throw that worked out. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that works sometimes too. He just spiked it.
1: <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Uh, Yeah, man, like I said, dude, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I want to spend an honor to have you on here, man. Like I said, you're you're blowing up. Uh, we appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, but like I said, I, I know you don't have any – any big dreams or something for the next five years? Uh, I guess you're just going to be waiting for that next phone call, like you said, like you did with your manager saying, you got Jeter uh, on the line to do something with you. That's pretty sweet. So,
2: Yeah. yep. I would say in the next – I mean, no dreams, no goals, but I think it would be really cool, and I've done this a little in the past. I just did it with uh, Anthony Rizzo and Nestor Cortez um, is hosting. I think that hosting is definitely in my future or judging – um, whether it's food competitions or I don't know what, but I, I just have that feeling that in the future that might be happening.
0: Me and, uh, me and Vaughn did our first, uh, we had our MC, we to deal my sister-in-law who's, uh, the, the mom of the quintuplets of the TV show that I'm on. She has a boutique store and so she had her second year, uh, fashion show. So me and Vaughn were the MCs. That's awesome. And, Hey, that was a good time, man.
2: <laughs> do you guys like it? Do you guys like doing that? Like obviously I mean, you're doing it now kind of, but like it like for a bigger group of people in person, do you guys like yeah, that? Yeah, I man. Yes.
0: We enjoyed it. I mean yeah. we we like attention, there's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone so does. so we uh I've always been that kind of way and like so to have that opportunity, you know, with her it was fun. Uh maybe that'll turn into something more one day. I I don't know, man. Like the same way with us. I, I'm just I'm always on social media. We're trying to do stuff. We have a family TikTok. We did a lot during, uh, obviously, like everybody did during quarantine. And man, we—I uh, guess a little fun fact: hey, me, and my wife, me and my daughter did one that was on the Applebee's commercial. So that was no way. Funny. Yeah. So we got we got selected. Somebody emailed us and we got paid to let them use our video for the, for the Applebee's. That's, That's awesome. So the craziest thing was I've been on this TV show for seven years, and then which I had a lot of success on, but that. Three second spot of my me and my daughter on the Applebee's commercial it got me more hits than anything. It's crazy, really. Yeah, Dude, everybody everybody Dude. <laughs> loves a quesadilla
1: burger from Applebee's. No.
0: Oh, we, everybody loves it. I tell people, me and my daughter helped bring Applebee's back. I mean, Walker Hayes, too. But well, I think Applebee's
2: about three minutes
0: down the road, so now after this, I might go get some of that. You, hey, uh, you can use I've been influenced.
1: Yeah, yeah, you t- can you can use Dale's celebrity status. T- it might be a, be getting a friends and family discount.
0: Yeah, tell them you know the guy Uncle Dale that was in their commercial. i got it. They, yeah, should, they sure. should they should. they should know me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least the hostess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's cool, man. We we appreciate it, dude. You got anything else you want to?
1: No, nah, man. I yeah. Again, I just appreciate you, you know, coming on, and you know, I know life life's crazy, and you got a lot going on. So you know, you being able to take your time for us has been uh nothing but an honor for for us to have you on. So
0: yeah, my kids. Besides Bregman, this is one my kids were more so- most excited about.
2: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And sorry about last time; I was sick. Got back yep. from Arizona. Out, We were in Peoria, and probably like 30 minutes before the game, I felt something come on. I felt my stomach. I felt my head. I felt like I was getting sweaty. And I played the first two innings and then went on the bench and sat on the bench for the next eight and just
0: oh.
2: act like that. And the next five days, I was just out for the count. <laughs>
0: so. That ain't no fun, man. No, we get it, dude. I, I'm just glad uh, we could reconnect, get you on here. Uh, hopefully, once you guys come back to Texas, we'll be there again definitely i'm I'm
1: gonna be on that wait list
0: (laughs) i had so many people jealous of me that we were at that game i'm telling you it was a major flex
2: well the next the next uh time we go to texas we're gonna be in a much bigger stadium maybe three or four times what sugarland was so Uh,
0: i i love the subtle hint let's go i I love that (laughs) yeah but hey man keep killing it dude uh we appreciate it again, and uh, we'll be following along, man, with the bananas and, and your personal page. So, awesome. uh, keep keep doing your thing, man.
2: Awesome, thank you, guys. All Hi, right, All right, thank dude. you. Later, dude. Bye. See you.